Welcome back, folks. Welcome back to another wonderful edition of the Sports Fusion. I'm your host, Harm, and we have the genius, Rich. Please introduce yourselves to the audience once again. Introduce? Uh, it's, uh, there's, there's but so much more things I can say about myself. Hi. I'm, I'm, <laughs> my middle name is John. My last name is Dawson. Okay, yeah, you're really taking the genius part, like, and you're really destroying that part right now. <laughs> you're not making yourself look good with that whole, like, uh, soliloquy of the middle name right there. But um, in this wonderful episode that we have here for today, um, we're going to discuss the top running backs of all time. Um, the top NFL running backs that we consider to be the greatest of all time. Um, you don't have to put them in any particular order, but to be completely honest with you, uh, we are both in agreement that if you don't think Barry Sanders is the greatest running back of all time, then do yourselves a favor. I want you to do this exercise. If you do not believe that Barry Sanders is the greatest running back of all time. Now, I do forgive you if you're in your mid-20s and you've never seen this guy play, or even late 20s and you've probably never seen him play in his in his peak. If you happen to be a person who's ever seen this man play and you disagree that he is the greatest running back of all time, I want you to look at the palm of your hand and as fast as you can, ram your head into it as many times as possible so you can knock some sense into your brain so you understand that that man is the greatest of all time. No excuses. Period. Any disagreement? Not one. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, just just like looking at your childhood and you realize like how how this man used to run through people. And that wasn't even his best quality. His best quality was making you look bad on the field, not by just, not by his cockiness, because this man was the opposite of cocky. He would, he was never celebrating, but he would juke the bejesus out of you and you would never know what happened. And this man did it without an offensive line for nine years and left years on the table and I don't even know, I don't even know if I, I don't think I've ever seen a player that was better than him at this position. I don't think you can, um, I don't know if you're able to do what he did with a terrible offensive line. His offensive line was one of the worst that I've ever seen and he still found ways to get around people. Not to mention, he had an average of five yards per carry. Throughout his career. His worst was 4.3 yards per carry. His worst season where he only played 11 games was still over 1,100 yards. I mean, he had every statistical record by, almost by the time he retired. And he would have had every single record if he didn't decide to retire a couple of years earlier than expected. Now, he yeah. did retire at age 30. Which right now is the age where running backs run off a cliff and everybody's scared to look at them and they look at them like they're a leper and don't want to touch them ever again in life. But this man still had enough in the tank where he could still play. His last six years, he didn't miss a game. He out of the 
he had 16, obviously the NFL, you know, you play 16 games a year. He played, he only missed one, two, four games, six games in a nine-year career. Six games in nine yeah. years? Shit. I don't know what you can say about that, man. <laughs> I don't, you see, the thing is, I don't think people really respect Barry Sanders' athleticism and his genius at the position. The man averaged almost 100 yards a game for his entire career. The next person, I would probably say that's probably even close to that, is about, what, 90 AP? You know, it's it's not even close. And I get sick of hearing some of these Dallas Cowboy fans, which I I, I I love I love the league. I love football. I'm I'm not a I'm not a Cowboys hater, although I am a Giants fan. But Emmett Smith comes nowhere close to the greatness of Barry Sanders. Well, just he's, for the record, uh, just don't just to let you know, there is no such thing as a non-annoying Cowboys fan. That's that's just how it is. Continue, sir. Oh my goodness! It's true. There is no the uh, if you ever met a Cowboys fan that just wasn't annoying. It's one thing if you win championships and then you rub it in people's faces. That's one type of a, a nuisance, but you could understand because it's excellence. Cowboys haven't won in twenty-one years, and yeah. they're still annoying. So continue oh with Mister Dancing with the Stars. But anyway, so Barry Sanders, <laughs> out of his nine years of being in the NFL, has rushed for over 1,500 yards five times. That is more than half his career. And he he could have gotten six, except that in his last year, he missed it by nine yards. This yeah, is just phenomenal. Yeah, in his... Uh, while he's 30. While he's 30. And, and that was the year after he had 2,053 yards rushing. Oh, Barry Sanders is absolute marvel. But, I mean, his, his stats his stats is one thing. His, his, his play on the field was another. He is one of those guys like the Michael Jordans and the Wayne Gretzkys that when you think about the sport, you think about his name. And if, you, if you're not a fan of the game of football, you knew who Barry Sanders was. And just watching him, watching him play, you were at least a Barry Sanders fan. And you eventually, if you were interested, discovered the rest of the game. He was that intro, that guy that met you at the gate of fandom for the NFL. And I give it to him. I will give definitely Barry Sanders the crown over every running back I can possibly think of, including Earl Campbell. Well, Earl Earl had a kind of different type of game. He, he had a little bit more power, but nobody was as elusive as Barry Sanders. You had guys who did it elusively back in the day, like Walter Payton and Gale Sayers before him, and then... Uh, Jim Brown was really the first running back to kind of, kind of make the position what it is. But um, Gale Sayers had the, he had the elusivity. So did Walter Payton. Like I didn't see Gale Sayers. I saw a little bit of Walter Payton. Um, and Walter Payton, even even in his later years, was still pretty damn good. Um, you, you know, you know something funny. Well, I, I I know we can't stay on Barry Sanders for the entire podcast, but. I mean, we should just we, we respect the man, should, but I get, yeah. I get you. But but segue into um, Gale Sayers. A lot of my research, but during my research, I I didn't see him on people's boards. Um, in terms of like ranks for greatest running backs of all time, um, 
And even when I think back, again, I'm, I'm going to say I, I take the blame for not thinking about Gale Sayers. But he's really not on a lot's list. Gale Sayers, that's only because he didn't play as many years. Uh, Gale Sayers really only played, what, about six years in the league? And he, he played in the 60s. <laughs> he played from 65 to 71. Uh, and, you know, back then... Like they didn't have. I mean, he he can't. He literally came a couple years before uh, Walter Payton, and he was just elusive. Like every every YouTube clip that you see of him, because I I wasn't old enough to in the damn sixties and seventies. I, I didn't see him, but I saw I saw the way he looked off of YouTube. Not gonna lie, off of YouTube, off of those film tapes, he looked elusive. So you were able to see how he was able to juke and move around. Uh, side to side and the way he looked remind you of how Barry Sanders played the game but Barry did it over a longer period of time and you you saw his greatness for almost a decade you could not watch 90s football and not think of that man running the football the only problem with him is his teams weren't good enough for him to do anything he made the playoffs a couple of times but he couldn't do much. Well, yeah. First football jersey I ever wore was a number 20 Barry Sanders jersey. Yeah, I still got mine. <laughs> I still got mine when they... Back when throwbacks was cool. But um, we, we'll go on. We'll go on. We'll crown him. But uh, the next dude that I wanted to nominate uh, for one of the top spots is who we mentioned, Walter Payton. Um... The late great Walter Payton. Uh, unfortunately, uh, cancer took his life, but his rushing averages weren't bad. I mean, it wasn't five yards per carry, but 4.4 ain't bad. And when you really judge running backs, you have to you have to really take about their seven to eight best years. Because you're not going to last long in this league. And he only lasted until he was 33. And that was back when they didn't really give a damn about your legs. I mean, if technically, they still don't give a damn about your legs. But they want to act like they care more about your legs nowadays because they have more information. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but at least at least Walter Payton got a ring with the 85 Bears, who was damn near perfect and only lost one game that year. They didn't have much of an offense, but their defense was crazy, and he was he was the catalyst is the reason why they were still great. And they won in his when he was thirty one. He had fifty. He had fifteen hundred over fifteen hundred yards, almost five yards a carry at age thirty one. <laughs> I mean, that guy was insane, man. <laughs> Well, what really made Walter real special is if he was handed the ball, and which was very rare, but if, if he couldn't get through that line, that's okay, because he could catch. Well, Walter Payton caught, and he was real elusive on the run. Yeah, and uh, in a time when nobody was really throwing to the running backs, I mean, he did catch, he did catch about 50... Uh, did catch the ball about 50 times that year. Oh, yeah. That was uh, also no. insane. Well, Walter Payton was great. 
I'm 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 not going to dismiss all. I, I know a lot of people are probably saying, "Man, these these dudes are stupid." Why wouldn't Walter Payton go up number one? I can't put him number one, only because you just had to be there to watch Barry. Yeah. I mean, Wal- Walter Walter was great. Again, he 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 played in that era of nothing but bruisers and people that would, when they tackled you, they were literally picking you up and slamming you. I mean, it was fun. Like, it reminded you, like, like football back in the 80s, like, I know I know, we're going back to your grandfather times and, and back to dinosaur years. But back in the day, football actually reminded you of wrestling. <laughs> like, you used to be able to, like, you used to be able to, like, clothesline. You used to used to like torpedo at people used to break people's legs like my, one of my first memories of watching football was watching LT break somebody's leg <laughs> he he literally broke Joe Theismann's leg I like, remember you, that you that look, was at, look at the grainy fun. tape on YouTube and watch funny. his leg just snap back that, that was, was not, not a funny. camera trick that was not a camera <laughs> trick <laughs> that was a, well, why am I laughing? That was funny, but why am I laughing? I was I was a kid, like I see the thing, like I'm thinking, like it, it reminded me of wrestling, and you, you know it, it was just it was just a different time. You could do a lot more stuff. Obviously, you can't do it now because you realize, like, oh man, you could be hurting people. You could be hurting. <laughs> exactly. But um. Uh, I'm gonna move on from Walter Payton only because uh, he was he was kind of back in the day and um, this was this was really at the infancy of watching football and millenniums have no idea who this dude is so so anybody else want to know about Walter Payton just use the friendly thing tool that we have nowadays called Google figure it out um, we're gonna go with. A guy who I really loved, and he in the position of how to catch a football in the backfield. That's Mr. Marshall Falk. That was amazing too. Um, he did have his career of uh, um four, a little over four yards per carry, which is which is decent. But really, his yards weren't for rushing. His yards is when he started in St. Louis in 99 in the middle of his career and started with the best show on turf with Kurt Warner. Now for a running back, he had over 1,300 yards, almost 1,400 yards at 1,381 and then had over 1,000 receiving yards with 87 catches in 99. And then he followed that up with Another 1,300 yards and an 800-yard receiving season in their in their Super Bowl season. And well, this guy was just he – was, he was incredible because he was doing things where people didn't realize, like, hey, you could use a position like this. He was elusive. He was quick. He didn't have that much power, but he could get in between the yards if he had to. But that man had magic hands in the backfield. But you know what? He is one of only three running backs to catch for 5,000 and rush for 10. Um, and at the, at the end of his career, he was the only one to, <laughs> to rush for 12 and catch for 6. Um, yeah. he, he's great, but would you put him at, would, 
would you say he's third or is just no specific order? Um, I have I have a different order for how I judge these running backs because um to me he's one of my favorites. So okay. I'll put him I got you. in my in my favorites. I will put him in the top five of just just variety. Um, if I have to go with just stats alone, then I'd have to put a guy like Emmett Smith over him, which in my heart I don't believe. Oh nah. I, I still <laughs> I still wouldn't. I still wouldn't. I still wouldn't. The whole world will argue with me and say why wouldn't you put Emmett Smith up there in your top five? I, I wouldn't. I, I think Emmett Emmett is a close six. Yeah, I mean, but Emmett Emmett was Emmett was consistent, and he did exactly what you needed to do, which reminded you of everybody on that Cowboys team. Troy Aikman is not seen as uh, when you talk about top quarterbacks of all time. He has three rings, but you don't see him as the top quarterback of all time. He just did exactly what you needed him to do. And Michael Irvin, he was a top receiver, but he's not. He could be in your top five of wide receivers, but you don't exactly put him right there yet. Like I, mean, I can't even say yet because I mean he's on the whole thing. But if yeah. you think about if you think about the greatest wide receiver wide receivers of all time, he's not in the top four, but he could. He's knocking on the door of five. I agree. I agree. All right. So, 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 in terms of like entertaining, entertainment. Oh hell no! <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm, nowhere near no, no, no. Entertainment. That that's why I'm saying. I'm saying in terms of entertainment, most definitely Marshall Falk oh, is up yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. I can see. I I remember that um that that Super Bowl one he had. It, that was magic. Well, that was talking magic. about. If you talk about magic runs, um, the next guy we're talking about, uh, he's he's one of my personal favorites, and he didn't play that long because of injuries ruined him. Um, we're gonna talk about Vincent Edward Jackson, better known as Bo. And your your man only played about four years, mm. but I mean, damn, he his his first year, he had six. Point eight yards per carry, which means there was nothing you could do. He was going to kill you <laughs> running the ball, <laughs> and and he followed that up. I mean, it's hard to catch. Like six point eight yards a carry was just insane, and that's why he had all them damn commercials. But he had a bad hip, a bad knee, a bad leg. He 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 got ruined pretty early. That's true. Uh, yeah, and then he decided to play baseball. You know, he was still pretty damn good at that. So he played that a little longer, but he couldn't really he couldn't really do much because because uh, them them hip injuries kind of ruined him. Bo knows baseball. <laughs> he does, but I'm gonna switch off of Bo, even though Bo was just incredible. Um, you, you could look at you could look at some of the runs that he had. He, he just crushed people, man. Um. Well, another dude who crushed people uh, as a guy who I guess you could say he's currently active in the league, even though he doesn't have a team right now, and that's Adrian Peterson. Um, he crushed people. He also had a year where he had six yards per carry in 2012, and his rookie season, he got close to 5.6 yards per carry, 
and throughout his career, including the garbage one that he had last year where he only played three games because he was hurt, um, he still had an average throughout his career of 4.9 yards a carry. Now, to me, that's a little bit more um, important than your total yards because you could just be a stat monster and just tack on yards for the hell of it. That's why Emmett Smith, to me, even though he has the most yards in NFL history, I knock him down a couple of notches because I know that the other guys are more talented and know what to do with the football. What really surprises me about AP is not only have he only played a full NFL season three or four times in his entire nine-year career, it's the seasons that were cut short. If he had just played that entire season the way he played the seasons that he played for the full year he would have broken Emmett Smith's record already yeah and when you take a look at his numbers it's just awe-inspiring 95.5 yards per game 4.9 yards on average his highest is six yards per carry in 2012 and that 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 was the same year he rushed for over two thousand yards. Yeah, that's when he was real close to Eric Dickerson's record with hundred and thirty one rushing yards a game and six yards per carry. And get this, he he's never had a season where he's fumbled the ball more than nine times. He's yeah. never been in double digit fumbles. Ever. But you know, uh, double digit fumbles I mean Nowadays, like you get, you get like three, four fumbles in a year. They say you have a problem, so it, it's a little different. <laughs> it's a little different. You don't have that many chances. Like that, 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 that's for a whole nother podcast. <laughs> I, I honestly can't wait until we start back the the fantasy football stuff, Oof. so I can dig into some of these coaches that like to bench the best running backs on their team just because of a fumble or two. Oh my yeah, goodness! That, that does annoy me. We'll 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 yeah, yeah that, we'll, we'll we'll get to that. That that's a whole nother cast. Yeah, but, that's, that's a good. But no, right AP there, but. AP is pure greatness. If 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 AP had just stayed healthy, AP right now would would be number one. And I'm I'm just convinced that it, it, it's 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 crazy. You, you if if you're listening, get to your phone, get to your your computer, just take a look at AP stats. And just fill in the blanks. Um, if if you're not that good at math, I I can help you. <laughs> I, I can really help you. I mean, his first year, his first year, even though only started nine, he rushed 238 times with 1,304 yards. Even let's say, let's just say for 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 and giggles, right? We say his the the year that he had a 1,300 yards. Right, and then we hundred yards for the two years he was hurt, and then we play in about a hundred yards. Well, his average ninety five point five on all the other games that he's missed throughout his career. Well, it's gonna be it's gonna be a bit hard to catch Emmett because Emmett's at eighteen hundred thirty five. Well, remember, remember, <laughs> Emmett, Emmett Emmett played thirteen years. Yeah, what? he did. He played 13 years. This is on nine. Well, actually, he played... Uh, what, 14? He played 15. 15. 15. I, yeah, I'm, I'm he played 15 his Arizona... The, the cop-out Arizona Cardinal year. <laughs> but, but whatever. Yeah. You know? But if AP played... He doesn't even need to play as long as him. 
if, um, if, if he had stayed healthy, he really didn't have to. And the paid suspension thing. Oh, uh, that's true. Yeah. You, that, that's a lesson for all you grown-ass men. Keep your hands to yourself. <laughs> Keep your hands to yourselves. Well, the old the old school rules of the belt and pad don't work no more. So. Oh hell no! Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie that that, that that's another that's another podcast too. <laughs> to be completely honest with you, um, <laughs> oh hell but, uh, no, we ain't having that podcast. Why see DC show up at my door? <laughs> um, another dude who, uh, if he had some years, um. And decided to put it all together. Another bruiser is Beast Mode. Um, he was always a pretty decent running back, but for some reason he didn't trust the media in Buffalo, so he kind of tuned them all out. And then when he got to Seattle, it just like it awoke him, and he just was able to become himself. And what solidified it was when they were uh, they were seven and nine. This was right before Russell Wilson. Um, they were seven and nine, made the playoffs, and they were playing the Saints at home. And Marshawn Lynch had a run, and he just ran through the whole bleeping team to the touchdown. And I, if you get a chance, just just YouTube Marshawn Lynch runs through the Saints, and then you would see the kind of beast run that that man had and just obliterated any chance that Drew Brees had that year. Um, even though at seven and nine, it was pretty questionable that you made the playoffs anyway, but they figured out how to win a game because that's when to me, beast mode actually woke up and you realize like, Oh, this dude's for real. And, uh, that was his, uh, almost 1600 yard season where he ran for 15, uh, 1,590 yards with five yards per carry. I mean, that was his best year. He's not up to the other guys statistically, but I think he didn't awake his greatness until the la- latter part of his career. Yeah, but Beast Mode, Beast Mode what, what a lot of people don't really give him credit for is his double-digit touchdown. Four straight years. And us, those, were us the, being, those were the four know. Those are the four years that he awoke in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And That's us, when he us actually being, became Beast Mode. Us being big fantasy football fans, that's valuable to me. You know, <laughs> of I, course. <laughs> listen, listen. I'm, 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 I'm gonna say what I'm thinking. Right. I love Marshawn Lynch. I think he's he's a good running back. I wouldn't put him in my top ten or anything like that. But I'm sorry if you a grown man and you put your hand out and you allow another man to pour candy in your hand and you eat it. Nah. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> nah. I'm you sorry. blaming him for his Skittles? Nah. I, <laughs> you blaming him for his Skittles? I could pour my own damn Skittles. Hey, I you know what? I, I'd, rather, I'd rather him <laughs> use the Skittles than him smoke crack. Come on, man. <laughs> Look, I'm serious. Like, if that's his adrenaline boost. Like, he, everybody needs an adrenaline boost. Some people used to use cocaine like LT back in the day and Johnny Menzel. And, uh... There's some other dudes that do cocaine but don't get caught because cocaine only stays in your system for a couple of days rather than weed that stays in your system for a month. So there's there's going to be dudes that use it for adrenaline purposes and he uses a bowl of Skittles. 
Now, if he uses Skittles and it works for him and he has that sugar rush and he's able to run through everybody. But you see what like you just says, said a while run ago? run through a mother bleeping wall? You see what you just what said? What you, you just said a bowl of Skittles. I, I, yeah. <laughs> bowl was a bowl of Skittles. Not another grown man feeding another grown man candy in his hands for him to put in his mouth. Nah. Hey, well, nah. pause. Nah. <laughs> First of Bruh. all, pause. Second of all, second of all, he probably told him to do it. Come on, man! I eat my own damn. If if if, if I'm eating my skittles and I open up my own bag of skittles, I'm putting my own skittles in my mouth. Ain't nobody pouring those skittles for me, unless unless you're straight off the Victoria's Secret's boat. (laughs) Ain't nobody (laughs) pouring those skittles for me. Mm. Mm -mm. All right, um. Another dude that uh, I guess we can talk about Emmett Smith. No, we can't. <laughs> I talk mean, about he does him. have the most no. rushing yards no. in NFL history. I can talk history. about Emmett, but I will. I'll, I will give a recommendation for another dude, and uh, and his name I said you earlier to Ladanian Tomlinson and yeah, LT Junior. Got you. LT LT. TCU. You know what? He was the. Mm-hmm. If I had to mention one guy who. Ran in the post nineties era. He was the closest that I saw that to to Barry Sanders, though. Yeah, for his elusivity, uh, he and he he was able to catch the ball. So actually, his elusivity was like was a little like Barry, but he was able to catch the ball like Marshall, but like a uh, Marshall Falk, which made him a little greater than a little greater than all these other running backs here. Um, obviously a Hall of Famer because this guy, he was amazing. He he was amazing. He, with the Chargers, um, in the regular season, especially the 06 season where he had five yards of carry, over 110 yards rushing per game, and your favorite stat, touchdowns, 28, 28. rushing touchdowns that bowed, year. Bowed down to fantasy football greatness. <laughs> My God. 28 rushing good lord and and three receiving so he broke 31 i mean i don't think you realize how much that is like 31 that's almost that's almost an average of two touchdowns per game and that (laughs) and that year sanity and that year only two fumbles yeah with that amount that amount of usage my goodness yeah and he had a lot less fumbles than adrian peterson oh hell yeah what one two lord Eight, yeah, nine played, nine straight years of what thousand, thousand yard rushing? Yeah. His first his first eight years. His first eight years had thousand thousand yeah, rushing. Thousand, that's insane. Yeah. That's insane. What what really impressed me about Ladanian Tomlinson, I was a fan of, of, of LT while he was Diego. But what what really made me really respect Ladanian is when he said, Screw you North Turner. <laughs> left, joined the New York Jets, right? and what? What he was like their their second their backup, and this was one of the first years I kind of started playing and on my roster that year, and everybody laughed. But when he got his opportunity, ripped it, ripped it. Well, as a backup, and it's, it was it was easier for him um, being a backup because he already spent he already spent nine years in one place and. A running back after thirty. Yeah, nobody, nobody wants, wants to touch, to touch which, is, so. which is fine. To them, to them, it was which is un- fine. Yeah, but yeah. he was still. No, he was great. Good. He was great. 
that that's that's how that's how as a player you prove your greatness, which is why a lot of people is really anticipating Adrian Peterson joining a team. Um, you 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 spend that long on one team, and of course, Adrian Peterson his his stats are all great, but what's going to happen when he goes somewhere else? Mind you, the Minnesota Vikings their offensive line is not phenomenal, you know. Let's he joins a team like the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I mean, if the Packers wanted him, they probably would have signed him already. Though. Yeah, but um, I mean, I mean, we're not going to get into all of that. I'm just trying to compare it to LT and move into a New York team that wasn't prepared for a player like him. You know, but but he still got on and he proved himself again somewhere else in another zip code. Yeah, it's true. Hmm. Um. There's also some other guys that I like to give some mentions to, and they kind of they kind of interchange with each other. Um, there's there's the Jamal Lewis's of the world who had their run in the '90s, also with LT. Um, in his hey, in his best year, he had uh, almost 130 yards rushing per game, um, 2,066 yards. 5.3 yards a carry. I mean, he only he only had like about 4.2 yards per carry throughout his career. But his first couple of years, he had to really split split the ball with Priest Holmes, who was a growing back in his own right in Baltimore. That's probably why they were one of the greatest teams to ever played in the year 2000. I mean, the team that they assembled, we always talk about their defense because their defense was one of the greatest of all time. But that offense that that running game i mean if you really look at it, it that probably was the most talent combined that we've that we've seen in a, in a very long time in a super bowl and to, to see how great um jamal lewis was his his great year well he had a couple of great years his first three and then it seemed like it fell off because of how hard he ran that dude used to run through people just like Marshawn did, and just like uh, Eddie George used to. That's another name you could throw out that came out of this era. Um, Priest Holmes, to me, he showed out later on in his career when he left and went to Kansas City. But if he didn't hurt his neck, he probably would have been on an even greater tear. His three years, he did 1,500 yards, 1,600, and 1,400. And your favorite stat, let's go with this, 21 touchdowns in 2002 followed by 27 the following year yep i mean priest holmes priest holmes was a monster back in the day he had yeah. he had those three years and he did he did the 27 yards he did the 27 touchdowns when he was 30 so if yeah. he never had the split with jamal Charles, um excuse me jamal lewis he would have been a lot greater and he probably would have been closer to that list now i did mention another guy jamal lewis but he had he had his time but he only had a couple of years and to me um even though he he's not with the chiefs anymore and he's still technically active i mean you you saw the best of jamal charles I don't think you're going to see him being that great again. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah, and it kind of reminds me of Arian Foster too. Because Arian Foster was elusive, could catch the ball out of the backfield. But he could never stay healthy. He had a couple of those years. Like, those are those are the type of running backs that we that we used to see in, like, the mid-2000s. 
well, the early 2000, the early 10s, I guess. I don't even know what the hell you call this decade. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, you can't really call it the teens. I guess you have to call it the 10s. But early in the 10s, like, that's what that's what Jamal Charles and Arian Foster, they, they kind of played the, the Marshall Falk role, and they did it pretty damn good. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, all time dudes, I, I, I really can't think of, I, I can't really go back to the OJ days, like, I I can't, I can't, I can't go back. I can't really go back that far and like be honest with you, because I'll just, I'll just end up BSing my way through. Because that's true. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you like, oh, this dude back in the '70s, da 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 da. Like it, everything you do will just have to be off of YouTube. I, I'm not gonna do that. Um, I know we did, <laughs> I know we did Gail Sayers, but that was just to compare what Barry looked like. Um, but outside Jim of like Brown. Barry. I guess Emmett, uh, Marshall Falk, Walter Payton, Eric, uh, Eric Dickerson. Well, man, did we even go to his numbers? Nah, nah. You know what? Yeah, I, I think b- before we end this podcast, we we do have to touch on Eric Dickerson's numbers real quick because he did have the greatest year that anyone's had. Well, for that a means we're just gonna rush rap on that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> if if you want to talk about like crapping on Emmett Smith. By comparing him to the other greats that were before him, well, that's one of the greatest compliments you could ever give somebody. Um, I mean, back in those days, you didn't have many. Um, you didn't have many years where you saw guys uh, catching the ball. So his his first two years were kind of incredible. To come out with in '83 with the Rams and have 1,800 rushing yards. 18 touchdowns, and you follow that up with 2,100 rushing yards, 2,105, which is the NFL record. He broke that, and his career numbers, yeah, it's 4.4, but the year when he did the greatness was almost six yards a damn carry, man. Yeah, 5.6. I mean, good Lord. And this guy, he he was a little bit of a bruiser, but he could really do it all. Um, yeah. He was the only guy in L.A. that people actually wanted to watch. <laughs> um, he, like th- there was there was nobody with the Rams that you really paid attention to outside of this dude. And when he left, that franchise went into the crap hole, and that was the reason why they left and went to St. Louis for a couple of years. And then they eventually came back because the NFL was greedy and they have three teams moving. But that's another podcast for another day, right? <laughs> yep. Um, but uh, go ahead. Touch on your boy Eric Dickerson a little bit. There's nothing to touch on. <laughs> I got it. I got to give him at least. Uh, I, I'm not going to say, yeah. Yeah, top five all time. I'll put him right there at number five with Emmett below. I, and I have to put Emmett below him. Just so he stays out at number six, so he looks at him like a, like a, like a poor puppy, sitting in the cold. Um, uh, honestly, I have I have Barry on top, everybody else below. Um, quickly, who's the rest of your top five? I'll, like, top five? We, we got we got Barry on the top. Who's yeah. the rest of your top five? Um, all time or just we, we're gonna go with entertainment, but do, do all whatever, time. Do do whatever you want. Give both. All right, all time Barry, Walter, Jim, um, Earl, and Eric. 
Um, Earl entertainment. Campbell, huh? Yeah. 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 Oh, most definitely. Yeah, Earl Campbell. Every time I think about Earl Campbell, I just look at his list and at how he looks now, and it just it just makes me sad. Why? Because he because he looks so broken. <laughs> like he really does. Like he he, he like the NFL. Like, it it really looked like it kind of did a toll on him. Yeah, he looks like it. But. His recent years, man, it just, it's not the same looking at that guy. It's not. In terms of entertainment, uh, again, Barry Sanders, um, number two, I would, again, still be Walter Payton. Uh, in terms of entertainment, um, Barry Sanders, Walter Payton, um, number three, uh, the LT, just because I'm an LT fanboy, um, Marshall Falk, and Adrian Peterson. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, there's nothing to debate on that list because them, them dudes are real exciting. Yeah. And, and just like, just, just watching them, just incredible. Um, Mar- Marshawn just caught the ball like a wide receiver. Everything that you saw Jamal Charles do, he was him times five at least. Yeah. And, and LT, LT elusivity was similar to Barry, but he caught the ball like Marshall. Which which mm-hmm. made him incredible, and I didn't like him only because of only because it seemed like his playoff appearances were a little sketchy. But you can't deny the Hall of Famer. He, the guy was made. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, my favorites outside of Barry were Bo Jackson because he was just incredible. Um, Priest Holmes, even though he only played a couple of years. And hurt his neck. Then you had... I, I see greatness coming out of some of the new guys like Le'Veon Bell and David Johnson. Like, I, I really look at those guys and I'm wondering... I wonder where those careers are going to go to before. Because I, I look at them now and that that's... I, I look and I just see greatness upon them. And even though he knocked his lady in the elevator, Ray Rice was on his way, man. <laughs> Ray Rice was definitely on his way before he knocked the, knocked his wife in revel, man. Keep your belts on and your hands to yourself. Well, I, apparently you can't tell everybody that. Look at Joe Mixon, but he could be he could end up being on this list too if somebody gives him a chance. But I think somebody will eventually. Yeah, I think Ray Rice can still run if somebody gives him a chance. But but hey, we'll see. Yeah, but folks, um, I appreciate y'all reminiscing with us about the greatest running backs that we've ever seen ever play the, the sport of football, or some, even some that we haven't seen. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of guys that we haven't talked about. Um, you can hit us up on Twitter at the Sports Fusion. Uh, you can hit up thesportsfusion.com. Um, you can download your episode there, and you can also download your episode of SoundCloud. Um, Thank y'all for listening. We'll hit you up next time. Later, people. Long live Born Ready. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, Genius Rich. <laughs> By the way, this is Harm. Later, people.